tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, After Buzzers. You are listening to the After Buzz After Show for Mulaney, the brand new TV show. This is the season one, episode one pilot. I'm your host, Kylie Hodges, and joining me today, Pegarad. Hello. And hi, everybody. It's Nando Velasquez. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And today. we're totally using SNL theme intro. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we are. <laughs> it was like, what can we use? What can we use? But uh, it's only appropriate when we have two people who are and/or were mm-hmm. a part of. Af- uh, I'm sorry, right. SNL at one point. Yes, and the executive producers from SNL, and yes. yeah, there's a lot of us, and actually three people if you include Martin Short. Oh, that's right. Oh, we're going way back. Yeah, he had a stint on SNL. Yes, he did. Yeah, so uh, I noticed at the end of the show that Broadway Video produced produced this uh, show and Lauren Michaels is executive producer. So there's a lot of SNL influence Mm -hmm. on the show, which is exciting. I think we can all say at one point in our lives we've loved SNL. Loved it. Everyone can relate to it. Um, But this show is called Mulaney. It's based on John Mulaney's... Life, don't know how real it is. <laughs> but he's a young There comic. was a man named John Mulaney. Yes, and he there lived is a in man. New York. Yes. And he lives in New York. He lived in New York. <laughs> yeah. And uh so yeah, he he's in New York, he's an up and coming comic. He mm. just finds out that he got a job interview with a, a legend of a comedian who we find Luke out is kind Cannon. of a weirdo. Lou Cannon, played by Martin Short. And uh tell tell me your initial thoughts on the show. Well, I mean, the very Overall. opening was Seinfeld, mm-hmm. like, you know, the stand-up comedy, the dark kind mm-hmm. of, you know, background, which, was it his living room he was talking out of? Like? Yeah, it, it was the set from the set his show. Of, okay. Oh! In the background with the lights out and yeah. just the spotlight on Wow. Him. Yeah. I didn't even know. I guess I was paying more attention to... Yeah. Not to that. him. <laughs> to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I liked the, the beat of the show. It was kind of quick, mm-hmm. quick witty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's very Seinfeld mm-hmm. uh, or Louis C.K. in the sense that you right. open up with a monologue, you put some monologues here and there. I mean, what's different, what I notice and you notice too, is uh, instead of doing it over at a comedy club, like, for example, Louis C.K. does mm-hmm. it his over at the Comedy Cellar. And Seinfeld, I don't think we ever knew exactly where he was doing his set, but it was obvious on in front of an audience on, yeah. on a stage. Uh, Mulaney is doing it. On his set of his show with, with his back, with his, uh, with his living room or whatever, the set in the background, which a little different, a little yeah. off-putting. It doesn't really put him as a stand-up comic. It puts him more like he's telling, it almost makes it feel like he's telling his own story from the set of his TV show. Yeah, and, and right. that, I just realized that that's not the only time they break the fourth wall. Yeah. In this show. Um, there's a moment where John is on the phone with, uh, Donna, mm-hmm. Lou Cannon's assistant, and she, he picks up and answers it, and he says, no, you're not on speaker, and then 
we realize that she tells him she wants to be on speaker, which is kind of funny because I'm assuming they're playing up the fact that she would have to be on speaker. Donna will always be on speaker. I think think it's a given uh, conclusion that we will never see Donna ever on this show, (laughs) that she will always be on speakerphone no matter what. And they'll probably find some really interesting ways to always have her voice somewhere. Like maybe they'll even have a scene. I could see them having a scene someplace like at her apartment. You know, with Lou Cannon there, and yeah. she's like in the other room, just yelling or something. That's very home improvement. Remember yeah. Uh, yeah. Wilson? You only exactly. saw his eyes over the fence. Absolutely, but but the thing also about this show is it is incredibly Seinfeld. Even uh, not not so much his delivery during his monologues, but when he was in that opening scene in the doctor's waiting room, <laughs> he had this delivery talking a lot like a sign. It was a very Seinfeld Costanza <laughs> moment between him and Motif. Motif mm-hmm. kind of comes across a bit as Costanza. Uh-huh. Jane comes across as Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. Andre is kind of more Newman. He's a little bit of Kramer, but I think he's a little more Newman, Newman. than Kramer. Totally maybe Newman. maybe Elliot Gould's character is more the the Kramer the character. Kramer, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities to Seinfeld. He's pulling a lot from Seinfeld on, wow. his, on his pilot. You're, you know, I, I am not well-versed in Seinfeld, but I've seen enough episodes that the more you say these things, the more I'm yeah. like, oh and even God, like, it, it takes like place that. in New York. It's in mm-hmm. late 20s. It's mm-hmm. coming of age. Yeah. I, I could tell, I'm, I'm pretty sure by the exteriors that they shot in New York on location, it looks like, and I would, I would assume that this takes place in the village as opposed to Seinfeld. A lot of, I'm from New York originally, okay. so I can definitely, uh, okay. I can definitely, um, relate to this. A lot of New York shows are actually set up in the, either the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side, but from what I could tell from the exteriors, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, it looks very much like they're in the village. I could see them being in the village or Brooklyn. How does the village play into, and compared to the West Village, or I'm sorry, what did you say? The it's, West? Well, the village could be the West Village or East Village. It, is it, it like I, I, hip? Or? Yeah, the village is a little more hip. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're in your 20s and just starting out, you're more likely to either want to live in the village because you could probably afford it a little bit better down there. It's a lot more clubs and, the, and NYU's okay. down there or probably live in Brooklyn. But again, the exteriors look more of that Upper West Side. I think people are a little more established. They have they have careers or they have money. Yeah. Uh, it, it still looks really hip and you want to be there, but it's it's a little less affordable. So okay. I could see this being more of a village type of uh, comedy Very for those New Yorkers who know their New York. Yeah, I love Jane. I feel yeah. like all of us can relate to somebody like we oh, know somebody was... like Jane. Like that. Have you been a great ex girlfriend? Because no, I'll own up right now. I have done a few of those. Things. Maybe I mean, not I've as never, invasive. I've as never her, tapped but... into an email or anything. No. But I feel like we all have a girlfriend that kind of resembles Jane or reminds sure. us of her. Yeah. Um, but I like her energy. I like her craziness. What is she, what is her occupation? Is she a trainer? Is that? Did I miss oh, that? I don't know if they did. I've they mention read it? that, but I don't know if she actually covered it on the show. If you read it, it, it I don't think it was mentioned on the. Pilot okay. yet, okay. but it's possible. Yeah, uh, I'm going to label her as professional crazy ex girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so she funny. seems to have a weird relationship with Melanie as well because they had that one little hug that was really weird. Yeah, you know? it, it makes me. I when that happened, I was wondering why is she even a part of this? Then mm. is she better friends with Motif? And so she's kind of along for the ride. She was going to show Motif her butt. So That's, yeah, who knows? He, maybe he's pursuing her, and so. Well, you know, in, in Seinfeld, Elaine was someone that Jerry used to date uh-huh. uh, before the show technically started airing. They they had a history, and then they became friends. But uh, with the exception of I think one episode, I don't think they ever really had sex. They had sex once to save the friendship. That was the oh, big God. through line. But uh, so I have a feeling <laughs> it Jane is just you never know. But it seems like Jane is just more that friend. Maybe they dated. Maybe we'll we'll yeah. learn some more. But I think. There was more to that little 
weird hug than than it meets the eye. Seems like that's Mm. a teaser for what's to come. Yeah, Yeah. especially with a crazy ex girlfriend like uh, like Jane. (laughs) She's over the top, but I love it. I think it's uh, this show seems like it's meant to be over the top. I mean, even with the way John delivers every line. Mm He's very like, oh my god, this is everything that's happening, even if he's just talking about what he ate. Right. (laughs) But that's John Mulaney's shtick, too, if you guys are familiar with his stand-up. He is very much a storyteller, and he's so dramatic, and everything is very expressive and over the top. So it's very much like him. Um, uh, Now... Is he still a writer on SNL? Do you guys know? No, because he moved out here. He moved out here to LA okay. uh, to do this yeah. show. And Nassim Pedrad left SNL last season right. to come to LA as well. Wow. So they are, yeah, but Lauren Michaels is exe- executive producing the show. So I'm guessing he's doing that from New York. Or, or he probably was here in LA for sure. a bit of the tapings. Yeah. But now I'm sure he's in New York mainly for SNL. Um, I mean, one thing to note about Mulaney as well. I mean, there's his stand-up. If you, if you look up, you could find stuff on YouTube. Uh, yeah. He was a writer on SNL. A lot of people seem to refer to Stefan. He was, uh, you know, responsible for writing all those really crazy yeah. Stefan lines. That's oh, one of the things. And everybody great. on the show, whoever talks about Mulaney, always raves about how incredibly talented he is. Uh, I also remember him from uh, Best Week Ever. He was one of the talking heads on Best was Week he? Ever. Yeah, he definitely oh, I used was. To love Best Week Ever. Yeah, so he he started. I, I don't know if he started out on Best Week Ever, but he definitely was there before SNL. So that might have been his Lou Cannon type show. You know, that oh, we got his start on. God, for all I go. know. But yeah, so he doesn't. He definitely has been around uh, a bit. So so let's talk about uh, Martin Short on the show. Oh, <laughs> love him. Uh, do you? I do. Yeah, go I mean, he kind of plays himself. I feel like I don't know um, that eccentric, crazy energy and yeah. Um, really self-absorbed though in the show, so, right? So these so are the in other words, in the mirror you can see too. Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, Martin Short is He's playing Martin, <laughs> Martin Short's playing Martin Short. It, it seems like it's he funny. plays it's a he, gag. he plays that oblivious character so right. well. Yes. Uh different versions of it, but he does yeah. that showboaty I'm I'm the most important person in the room. Right. Everybody look at me type of character. And that, so like well. when he crosses his eyes, it's so funny that you know when the game show lights came <laughs> yeah. on, he's like, Duh. he was he was yeah. drunk on the the power of hosting yes. whatever was in front of him that he was not absorbing what Mulaney was saying. Right. Though. But in the end, who do you think? Do you think he's playing anybody in particular? Oh boy! Do you think he's basing that on somebody? Because I have an I, I have a thought that I'll, I want to see what you I want to open it up first before I say who I think. Who I think he's playing. Well, during the game show thing, I thought they were just making fun of who wants to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, and, and Regis used to host Regis. that, right? That's what I was going to say. I was really? Gonna say, yeah. I was going to say, I think, uh, I, I, I think he's definitely playing up Regis. Totally. Absolutely I see that. Regis. I, totally Regis. That. Yeah. I, I love him. I want to hug him. Regis. But you know, it's funny. Regis, Regis with the, well, I, I don't want to bash on Regis. Regis, <laughs> Regis is actually really, really talented. It's just that at his age, he forgets. I remember watching him with Kathy Lee or with Kelly and he just forgets things all the time, but he, he plays it off really well. But again, he yeah. plays that yeah. whole like, what is, you know, that whole, it's all about me type of character yeah. really, really well. I never put those two together, but I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I liked the, the, the apartment, I'm assuming Lou Cannon lives there, uh, the office that meeting office? where he oh, had. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was very, like, it reminded me of Barney Stinson's apartment from How I Met Your yeah. Mother for some reason. Yeah. Kind of like this bachelor pad that's, like, probably got weird, hidden, like, robotic 
high-tech things that no normal person would have in their yeah. house, but he has it just because he can have it. Yeah, but instead lit. of it being sexual, it's all about him. So exactly. it's probably just mirrors <laughs> popping all over the place so he can look at himself. Yeah, that's or like his cardboard cutouts right. of himself. Like yeah. how we saw at that event. That, you know, take yeah. a photo yeah. with my cardboard cutout. And yeah. everybody goes crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, come on. <laughs> He's that applause. big of a sensation. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk a little bit about Nassim Padrad. So she plays... Jane mm-hmm. and you love Jane. I Did love you Jane. say how, your thoughts on Jane? Uh, I didn't. I mean, I love Nassim Pedrat. She was one of my favorite people on SNL. I mean, yeah. she's beautiful she's and she plays really, you know, her Kardashian character from SNL yes. is like a favorite. And I think she uh, she was never really. She was just a solid performer. I don't. She ever. You know, it's kind of tough being a woman on SNL opposite people like Kristen Wiig because they're just yeah. stand out. But I think Nassim Pedrad was always a reliable, funny, funny woman. And she could play so much. She was very versatile and could definitely fill in the space and play a variety of different characters. Yeah. So it is really nice to see her play, especially this is such a strong woman <laughs> character. Yeah. She's unique. Yeah, very unique. <laughs> so I think it's really awesome. And she's the only woman, really, other than Donna, the other only woman on this show. So she definitely has You're an opportunity right. to shine. Kind of in, in, in the same way, Julia Louise Dreyfus also came from SNL. She was in SNL in the uh, early 80s during the Dick Ebersol uh, era. Mm. And uh, I think Seinfeld was her big... She did, a, I believe, a TV show or two before Seinfeld, but that was her big break. And again, she was the one woman on Seinfeld so yeah. she Similarity. really got to she who knows maybe she wouldn't have been on Veep maybe she wouldn't have gotten mm, shows mm-hmm. like that if it wasn't for what she established on Seinfeld yeah I uh it seems like there's a lot banking on this show for her since she quit SNL but I'm I think that this will probably have a good run I think that this pilot overall set up a lot for us yeah so I hope that they they take what they've given us and really run with it and give us a solid first season. Yeah. Um, now people are pretty f- familiar with Nassim, but Motif, his name is Seton Smith. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we looked him up, and uh, looks like this is his first time on TV. Yeah, newcomer. He's a he's a fun character. I yeah. think he's my favorite. He's cool. He's like the successful comedian that's kind of made it and is more comfortable in the skin as a comedian. Well, I don't know if he's well, made it. He's just got a he's got a joke about a punchline. Right. He's like a one hit wonder right now. Yeah. And I love that. The problem bitch joke right. was an ongoing gag throughout this episode. It, I think it was my favorite. Thing. It wasn't that funny for me until they had the payoff at the end with uh, with Jane. uh, Jane's email that she was reading from her boyfriend about you know and she got he got his punchline yeah. and she got closure. I think that's what yeah. they're going for in the show. Like, I think that the show admits that it's giving you something kind of dumb. Yeah. But it's like, just roll with it. We know that this is silly. But in the end, well, it'll be even funnier. That's how I No, no, I agree. And, and again, I kind of feel like, in a way, he's that Costanza character. Yeah. At least in the very beginning, it was like a show about nothing. Just a yeah. typical two guys chatting about God knows what. And it's, yeah. like, confusing as all heck. But there was some payoffs, which are really, really... The yeah. payoffs really... Like, that payoff, I thought, really hit. That was one of the strongest totally. moments yeah. on the show for me, personally. Totally. Yeah. Sells out t-shirts saying, problem bitch, and <laughs> now he's famous. Yeah. Good for him. Mm. Uh, um, then there's a, one last character we haven't mentioned was Oscar, uh, Malini's neighbor. Oh, we also didn't mention Andre, but we could talk oh, about Oh, you're Oscar. right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, Oscar's a much, it seems like he's a much smaller part than Andre. Um, but mm. he's he's a neighbor. He's an older gentleman who pay, pays $80 a month for rent. So, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, it's rent probably control. rent control. God bless rent control. <laughs> and I was fortunate. I actually had a rent control department in New York, so I can relate. And oh, uh, wow. the building I was in, uh, like, was going co-op. So half the people in the in the place had rent control, and the other half were 
people who are rich and could afford to buy into a co-op. But, you know, even looking at the apartment and his, you know, his demeanor, he really reminded me of the kind of people who would have a rent control apartment and just squat. Because when you're, when you have a great apartment in New York, I mean, we, we see all these sitcoms like How I Met Your Mother and Friends, and we see all these they beautiful New it. York apartments, mm-hmm. and you realize that, yeah, you couldn't afford that unless you had, like, a trust fund and yeah. maybe more than one trust fund and won the lottery. You couldn't afford anything that big mm-hmm. unless you score a rent-controlled apartment. And I think it was really funny because I think Oscar, I think Elliot Gould, who's, who's amazing, yeah, played it really, good. really well. I... uh I have rent control in West Hollywood, and life is good. I have rent control it's, here too, actually. And it's life's fantastic. Pretty good. Yeah. I can relate yeah. to Oscar. Not He's eighty dollars a month. No, that's that. He must have been there since nineteen hundred. The, well, the, the place I got, like my roommate, my roommate had the rent control, but he was there from like the nineteen seventies, so it was a ridiculous wow. price. Yeah, wow. in the Upper West Side, and and uh, back when uh, that neighborhood was more dodgy. Like, if you remember the the. Um, Oh, uh, what's the name of that guy? The Death Wish movies. They all took place like in the Upper West Side in that neighborhood back in the 70s because it was really that bad back then that wow. they, they set the scene there and now it's all gentrified and upper class and everything. He's like the OG of hipsters. He moved in before the hipsters even yeah. thought about yeah. gentrifying yeah. that place. Good for him. It was sweet. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah like so the, he's a fun character. Go yeah, on. and yes. I like how uh, Mulaney, he kind of confides in him. They have yeah. little heart-to-hearts and the, the whole tea, what was it, the tea tray? That the he was tea having? tray yeah. from Turkey, like, like that whole story. Tray. Um, so I think that's going to be cool to see him kind of interact with him, too. He's, he's like his crazy neighbor that yeah. teaches him life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had one of those. <laughs> and then we have Andre the drug dealer, played by Zach Perlman. The weed guy. Uh, the the weed guy, baby. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a drug dealer, but he's the a, weed guy. He's a well-dressed drug dealer. You know, yes. I, when, I, when he had his first entrance, I thought, I never think to he's, see a drug dealer in a sweater vest and like a corduroy Kind of a hipstery, hipstery yeah. drug yeah. dealer, that's for sure, weed guy. He, uh, what is his situation where everybody hates him? Doesn't it see, cause, cause he's introduced by John saying bad news, Andre's here. Yeah. So obviously John isn't a fan. Well, I think he's like, you know, I don't think you want, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think you want your weed guy to always be hanging out with you. <laughs> True. You know, it's like, he's a little hey, clingy. He's a little clingy, you know, it's kind of like, it's that guy that you just like, he just slips you, he slips you his stuff and then he leaves. And this yeah. is the guy who wants to hang out and he's kind of creepy and he's yeah, a little totally. arrogant. And, uh, and, um, you know, he's played by Zach Perlman, who, uh, I know, uh, he's really, really, he's a really, really awesome guy. I've met him before. Um, had him on my, uh, another show that I was on. Uh, he's done the virginity hit, which I love. That was an Adam McKay, um, movie. Will Ferrell, Adam McKay produced that movie. Oh, okay. And he was also in the U.S. version of the Inbetweeners. Oh. Uh, on MTV. Yeah. So it was a really funny guy, really good guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more scenes with him. He's I'm, very over the top with his character, but I like it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So. The, the show needs, uh, I think that's what will make this show great is like really over the top characters yeah, because totally. that's what's going to make it stand out. Yeah. Um, on top of it, it kind of seems like Jane is totally milking the fact that she's a cute girl. Oh, yeah. She gets her way with motif by saying, I'll show you my butt. Um, she gets uh, the email address or password for her ex-boyfriend by just telling Andre she wants to hang out with him or whatever. Yeah, like fawning over her. What was that password? It was a really funny password. Uh, I didn't write it down. Well, the first one was I'll show you my butt. Or that was Motif's. That was Motif's. Motif's but, no, but right. she had a password. It was funny. It was something like, it was something it was like Don Cheadle something? No, it was like, yeah, it was something like Bieber something, but oh, it wasn't Bieber. It. But it was a, it was a, it was a celebrity name. Yeah. 
It was a weird celebrity name. Funny stuff. I really like the crazy ex-girlfriend stuff. Seriously, I love it. Hysterical. Pulling out the plants. Like, I needed justice. They can't enjoy these flowers. I planted these. (laughs) So, uh... I feel I feel like this is a, a a decent pilot. I think it has a lot of potential. I'm excited yeah. for the rest of yeah. the season. Um, do you guys want to go into predictions? Hey. Yeah, that was sudden, but yeah, sure. If no, you want. too soon. No, too well, soon? I, well, do I was going to say thoughts? I was going to say before that. I mean, what were the funny? I, I you know, without like going into jokes because we can't really do them justice. What were the funny bits that you thought were really really good? I mean, problem bitch was one of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wrote down, I thought it was really funny when, uh, Luke Cannon said he won, uh, an Emmy and a daytime Tony. Yeah. We were like, daytime Tony. All three of, it took us a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, a daytime, oh, a Tony? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually the part that made me laugh the most was really after the whole, um, him getting shafted at the Marsha benefit, you know, with the cardboard cutout. And when Donna calls, he said, did cardboard Luke kill an escort? Is that why you need me? Or, or, uh, and, and Donna saying that she got promoted. She was a writer before she got promoted. That was all really funny. Um, I think also the fact that they just made up butt jokes a lot throughout the show. We're constantly referencing Mulaney getting his prostate examined and then, and then the doorman seeing him bent over over. getting his mic pack taken off. First of all, the doorman, like he wasn't even his doorman because he didn't have a bill. It was Luke Cannon's doorman. So who do you, you just walk up to a, I mean, look, I'm from New York, but I don't even do that. It's like, do you walk up to a doorman and go, oh, you know, I had an interesting day. I had a prostate exam, you know? And then, and then the payoff, of course, worked out when, uh, Mulaney was bent over getting the mic pack taken off and the doorman just happens to be walking by. Eating like a slushy or whatever that was. Yeah, whatever that was. Well, that, that was a very Seinfeld moment, I'd say. <laughs> Again, right? I, well, the thing with Seinfeld's always, I think, the callbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, something looks like it's nothing and then all of a sudden everything comes together and that, that's always been the brilliant part of Seinfeld yeah. when everything comes together at the end. Right. Yeah. Very womp, 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 womp. womp. Yeah, problem bitches for sure. The get on your elbows thing. Uh, <laughs> those were the ones that I wrote down multiple times. I oh. like that in his stand-up, uh, John referred to himself as a gay child or an old queen at the uh, uh, at recess when yes, he'd be told to play kid. dodgeball and he's like, no, I'd rather sit over here and yeah, yeah. yell at my birds. Or- <laughs> I actually, I could relate to the whole um, the opening monologue with the with the subway. You know, like oh, like when you're in New York and you're like running for the train because someone else is kind of running. But uh, as far as I know, at least, you know, I've done that before just instinctively. And you never and it's just funny, a funny twist that the girl was trying to get away from him and he just thought she was going for the train. So he ran with her. Uh, I actually I actually love that. That was an awesome bit. Um, oh, you know what I also wrote down here that I loved? I loved when Jane talked about how Christian Bale can go crazy <laughs> on <No>. set. Yeah. <laughs> And people just think he's an artist, but then Catherine Heigl just is a little bit difficult. And, and she's, she's dead. Gone. She's funny. done. Yeah. That's very funny and very true. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's all I wrote on uh, as and far uh, as stuff that that stood out. Mulaney's not alone. I've definitely lied to the doctor as well to get around something else that yeah. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've never said I pee 11 times in one day. It's like, come on, let's be realistic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what? <laughs> obviously they needed a good bit. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this was a fun show. Um, did you say you had news and gossip? No. (laughs) (laughs) Then we don't have news and gossip for you guys. Probably because it's just the first episode. We'll go into predictions now. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Alright. Pega, why don't you go first? I feel like Luke Cannon may He'll keep his, like, craziness, but they may have – him and uh, Mulaney might have a heart-to-heart at some point. Okay. I feel like they'll kind of connect at some point. He'll he'll come down and, 
and set aside his crazy ego for a second and kind of connect at some point. I like I that. Know. I like that. Yeah. Oh, you know. uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I've never done predictions. I can't think of predictions for a show like this. It's, it's so hard. weird. It it's yeah, so it weird. But I, I'll definitely say, I mean, we'll never see Donna. Donna will no. just be a voice right. for from now on. Uh, motif kind of being a stand, and I wonder if he'll be competition for Mulaney. That might be. Mm. I, I don't see that being a theme, but I could see one episode where Motif is funnier than Mulaney to Luke Cannon, and and uh, he's struggling with that. Uh, I think uh, Andre is going to get creepier and creepier toward uh, toward Jane, and uh, yeah, and and I and for some reason I just don't see um, Oscar leaving his apartment either. I think like he's going to be kind of like the neighbor in Home Improvement who's always just sticking out. I think I think Oscar's just going to live in that really cool rent control department. And always in a bathrobe. Yeah. Over yeah. regular clothes. Oh, yeah. Fern. Always with that really interesting. I don't know if that was a bathrobe, but it was some sort of smoking ensemble jacket. type yeah. thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I predict that uh, Jane and John are going to have some weird. Maybe not a love story, but I think they'll just have sex at some point during the first season. <laughs> to save the friendship. I feel, like yeah, that. or like some sort of accidental, yeah, drunken, <laughs> who knows, mm. some weird consequence that happens with John and Jane. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a, a fun pilot, and I think it'll be a great first season. And, and thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Pega Rad, P-E-G-A-H-R-A-D. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here at AfterBuzz for a bunch of other shows, including uh, Walking Dead next week, Homeland started today as well. I'm excited about that. Uh, Blacklist and Scorpion. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Kylie Hodges. And you can also find me on a bunch of other AfterBuzz TV shows, including MTV's Faking It, A to Z, and I don't even remember the other one. I do a lot of AfterBuzz shows, so just keep tuning in. Thank you guys so much for watching, and see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.